Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hello again, Mark Zorl with Plan Vision, and I'm here with Ian Faber, Faber, and we're going to talk a little bit about capital gains. Many American, many Americans abroad uh, don't use or can't use or invest in conventional retirement plans, so they use just ordinary after-tax brokerage accounts to save for their future, and those accounts accumulate capital gains. And so I wanted to chat with Ian about the impact of capital gains should an American abroad sell or liquidate some of their holdings while they're abroad and how this may, you know, how they could benefit from this, how they, how they help me impact them. So, hey, Ian, thanks for joining us. Excellent, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, let me describe, uh, I know that you and I have, I've had cases where we've dealt with this before um, in the past clients that have been faced with this issue, but let me kind of set this up for folks that might be listening. I do have, I'm approached by clients that in my case are kind of in more expensive products. They're interested in getting into less expensive, typically index based investments or ETFs. And for many of these people, they've been in their products for quite, their investments for quite some time. And so they might have anywhere from 20 to 40 to 50 to $100,000 worth of capital gains built into their, their investment. And so certainly for an American, a domestic American, that can create a challenge to liquidate something like that. Uh, and also for expats. So I wanted to kind of chat through how an American, how this would actually affect an American taxes. You know, if they're making 70, 80,000 a year, kind of a standard situation, how might a capital gain event, uh, like a, a sale of a, a holding, might impact their taxes while they're abroad? Absolutely. So first off, there's two spectrums to look at this, and it's very important to look at it from both spectrums um, initially. You want to look at it from a global perspective. Um, first off, the initial aspect that you want to look at is how are those capital gains or how is that personal income going to be taxed in the country where they're, they're living in? Yep. That's the big key initially. Now, the United States is one of those countries, they tax everything. They want to hit you with, on every little thing. There's very few items that go tax-free from a U.S. perspective. Other countries aren't always like that. Um, there are many countries that capital gains are not, ta- are not taxed and are not come into play, which is you know, a very nice, nice planning and nice opportunity there. So you obviously the first step is always looking at from a, a global perspective. And let me clarify, let me yeah. clarify that if you don't mind me interrupting. No. So really what you're saying is that if I live in a country and they don't tax capital gains, that I buy something for, I invest 20,000, it grows to 30 and I sell it. I, I don't have to worry about that capital gain in that country, correct? Correct. Okay, great. So yeah, if you could just kind of continue, I just wanted to. Yeah, and then so the next aspect of that is, so after you see where the determination is from a whatever country you're in, their tax rules are, on the US side, those capital gains will definitely be a reportable item. And depending on certain criteria and and levels, they will be a taxable taxable event from a a US perspective. So in that case, if you're not, if if they aren't being taxed in in the, the local jurisdiction, you could potentially expect a, a tax liability from a, a U.S. side of things. Now, first item, if it is taxed in the, the local jurisdiction, 
The U.S. side of things will obviously offer a foreign tax credit. If you're paying tax in one location, you're going to get a credit on the U.S. side to avoid any double taxation. So that's the, the first step of it. Second step, if it isn't taxed, then you could potentially um, come up with a, a U.S. taxation. And okay. just going to a little bit more depth on the actual taxation of a capital gain, it's actually split between holding period. Um, you have long-term and short-term. Yep. And long-term capital gains are going to be taxed at a 15%, a flat 15%. If you're in the higher upper tax brackets, it'll be taxed at 20%. Um, a short-term capital gain is taxed at your ordinary uh, sure. marginal tax rates. So, um, you know, maybe a, a silly question here, but I'm an American and I've got a $1 million capital gain on an investment. I want the money. I don't need it for a year and a half. Could I move to another country that has no capital gains if I didn't make any income and sell the thing? And now I'd still have to, re I mean, it, you kind of follow where I'm going on this. Um, cool. Is there any real advantage of doing that? I'm still gonna have to claim, I mean, if I'm exempt where I'm going, I'm still gonna have to claim it here, right? I'm still gonna have to pay capital gains taxes on it here, correct? Absolutely, there, there are thresholds here on the US side though that, you know, if in, in, in the rare case where you have that flexibility planning wise, uh, maneuver wise, yeah. movement wise to do something like that, there's definitely some planning. The, uh, from a US perspective, you also, there's a, the, your standard deduction or potentially itemized deductions can be used to offset um, the, the, the personal income or the capital gains uh, taxable income. So there are certain deductions there. And then depending on income level, there's, you know, there's a thresholds on when capital gains tax actually even kicks in when you're at the, the lower brackets. Okay. So there's definitely planning there. It's, it's rare to sit there and plan your whole life movement over something like that, yeah. but at a million dollars of uh, capital gains, that might be something that'd be very, very good. <laughs> to for. But, but back to a more conventional situation, I make $70,000 a year. I'm an expat and I want to sell my holding and it's got a $50,000 capital gain. And let's just say that, it's November and I'm going to, I can sell the thing. Maybe some, maybe I can do 25,000 in November and do the next 25,000 in January. That would be better for me from a tax perspective. True. Absolutely. This okay. is, I, I do a lot of work with this uh, with my clients on in situations like this. Um, they're sitting there, they have old investments that have done very well for them. They have some really nice gains in there. But they're looking to, you know, in today's day and age where, you know, they're the lower cost investments, the index funds, they want to get into those, those items and they, they want to take on these, these gains and, and then reinvest and, and go from, from that perspective. And managing the timing of when you do that is a key aspect. If you take everything all at once, you're going to get taxed at everything all at once. In a lot of situations, so let me lay out a nice example is, um, you know, you're, you're living abroad, you're, you're, you're married, you and your spouse live abroad, one income earner, or even if both are income earners, mm -hmm. okay. you're fully excluded. So your earned income is uh, excluded. You still on top of those, that excluded amount, you also have your standard deduction that comes into play. And in, you know, based on the new tax reform that came into play at the beginning of 2018, um, the, the, you still have that, that standard deduction. And for married filing joint, it's $24,000 a year okay. for single individuals it's 12,000. So mm -hmm. you can plan in. And if you recognize, if you have no other income, 
you could recognize in up to that $24,000 mark and not pay any tax on those capital gains. So in your example that you were sitting there saying that if you come to year end and you have $50,000 worth of gains, if you take 25 chunk in the current year and then take that next chunk in January, you can basically stretch it across, utilize two years of your standard deduction. Okay. And in essence, if that's the, if you're okay. $1,000, you'd actually only end up paying tax on $2,000 of, of capital okay. gains, which would be incredible, quite honestly. Okay. So there really is an opportunity for somebody that has capital gains while they're abroad to simply use the exclusion limit along with their standard deduction to realize those capital gains, of course, depending upon the country that, the, that they live in, to provide themselves some tax relief in the short and ultimately in the long run as well. Absolutely. I, I sit there and it's, it's a conversation I have with my clients. It's, it's, it's about patience. It's about yep. timing. It's what their, their desire is to do. It, and it also gets down to, you know, what the level of, of the gains, you know, maybe and it, one of the, the biggest keys, and I do definitely, I, I definitely, we speak on it with a number of our clients is that you have to look at the investment plan as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you might want to pay a little tax now and then, you know, the investment plan that you're going to be doing, whether it's, lowering your, your cost structure uh, from your investments or potentially getting into something that's a great, a, a better investment that you'll make up those taxes. Now that's something you, you want to consider. You always want to look at the full picture on mm -hmm. something like that. You want to look at the tax consequences and the investment strategy in, in totality, but it's something that you definitely can plan for. And something like this, where you, especially when you're abroad and you, you, you're able to claim that exclusion, you have that additional deduction. You want to manage that to the best of your ability so you can utilize that and, in certain cases, I, I have clients that you know have substantial gains or had it substantial gains, and we managed it over a, a course of three or four years, or even okay. maybe longer, where they recognize chunks of the gains. Yes. And that way, you know, over a four or five year span, they can recognize all those gains, pay still pay zero tax, and then get their plan, get that investment the way they want and allocated the way they want into the funds they want want to be invested into. And that's, you know, planning wise, that can save tens of thousands of dollars, depending on what the uh, size yeah. of the gains are. Interesting. I could see how this would impact maybe folks that have been savers here in the States that go abroad in their, you know, forties or so, if they already have some accumulated capital gains, they can begin to realize, or potentially folks that have been abroad for a while, if they're going to repatriate and come home, maybe three, four, five years beforehand maybe begin doing some planning and some changes based upon this opportunity. Absolutely. It, okay. It's one of those things, and this is something definitely with my clients that we, we like to look at. It might not be on an annual basis, but it, it, it's having that conversation and, and understanding where your money is and understanding what, what you're invested in and where your gains are and how you want to manage that and you know, what your long-term plan is um, to you know, obviously optimize the investment strategy and optimize you know, keeping taxes to a, to a minimum. Hey, Ian, thanks a lot. Appreciate the information on capital gains. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Plan Vision Podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.